Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Listen and grow as Dell questions the status quo, encourages you to think differently, and empowers you to make a better life. Get ready as Dell challenges core beliefs, seeks the truth, and reveals the roadmap to the lifestyle you really want. And now your host, multi-millionaire, national award-winning investor, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Del Wamsley. Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Today is Tell Del Tuesday, and if I got a treat for you, Gates, I'll tell you what. If you've ever heard my story, I talk about the fact that I retired two and a half years after I started investing at 34 years of age and found myself completely lonely, had nothing to do because all of my peers, all of my friends were retired or were not retired like I was. So I was all by myself. Everybody else had to get up and go to work every day. Well, one day I came to a case study and I heard this story. Uh, This lovely couple got up and the young lady that was explaining the story said she had a husband that had died And she remarried, and she had a wonderful husband she remarried, but he was working, and she was retired already, and she wanted her husband to be able to come out and play with her. So what did she do? She went to work and figured out how to retire her husband. And that's just the underlying story of uh, what we have here today with Larry and Lenora Glover. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you. It's an honor to be here. <laughs> well, I tell you what, you knocked me down the first time I heard that story. I fell out on stage right there in front of everybody. Great story. Tell us about it. Tell us about how you got together and uh, that process of going through realizing you had already retired and he had not. Yes. Um, after my first husband passed, a neighbor, actually a neighbor, introduced Larry and me. And the four of us went out to dinner, and Larry and I have been together ever since. And this was back in 2007. But uh, once we were together, and Larry got to going to work, and as you said, I wanted him to come out and play. And one day, I was driving around doing errands, and I heard one of your radio programs, and it happened to be on single-family homes. And I thought, well, I could do that until Larry retires, until Larry can retire. And uh, I asked Larry if he would come to a meeting with me. He said, of course. And he's the biggest skeptic you've ever seen. So I knew if there was a scam, he would find it. And to my shock, after the meeting, he wanted to sign up immediately. (laughs) So, (laughs) So we signed up, and that was in... Today, the two-day was in January 2014, and about 16 months later, on our first five deals, Larry was able to retire. Unbelievable. 58 total deals I see here on your list, and I know that we've been speaking about that number growing for years. Um, I just want to know one thing for those of us that are middle-aged out there. Uh, That second marriage, I've had three, so you've been able to grab one and then hold on, and then this one you won't let go of. Who went after who? I got to know. Just the the world wants to know who snatched the other one up so quick after one dinner and wouldn't let go. What do you say, Larry? I think it's kind of mutual. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> That's so cute, man. I love The it. woman that introduced us when she called me, one of her final statements before I agreed to the date was that the two of you are just too kind to be alone. 
<laughs> oh, wow. That is something oh, there. New, and this was a down-home East Texas woman, and she had a good sense for people. No doubt. So, Larry, uh, question. You're the skeptic. I'm a skeptic. What did you think when you first came in? I guess you must have come to a case study to start with, sounds like. What was yeah. your What was your thoughts when you well, came in? Initially, you know, I had tried real estate of my own, and, you know, nothing really worked right. I had a house that I thought, you know, I'd rent out, so I was real smart. I rented it out to my friends. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you know, that worked. So I was a skeptic to the whole idea of real estate at all. And... I had a business degree, and I always thought that debt was bad. No matter what, it was bad. You don't want to be in debt. And then in your in your speech and stuff, you explained about the differences between consumer debt and business debt. And for me, that was what really sold it to me. That's why I understood the difference and could see how it would actually work. The other thing I want to say was that the way you presented to me made it seem like you weren't uh, – just trying to sell us something. You were really being honest with us. And for me, being a skeptic, that made me really listen to what you had to say. Well, she said that you signed up the first day. Is that true? I think we did, didn't we? Yes. The, when we went to the two-day, we signed up for the preferred investor group. All right. So let's talk about that just for a second. What light bulb went on in your head during the two-day? The two-day is a lot of information, and you you're, I think you're an engineer, aren't you? Some type of engineer or something? I was um, piping to the center, yeah. Okay, and uh, Lenora, I know she's like, over-educated. She's done everything. Um, <laughs> no, we could go down your list here, I'm sure, and just blow people away. But, you know, you're very educated people. You're very, uh, you know, smart. What blew your hair back? Light bulb went on. Wow, that's it. This, That's what makes a difference here. What, what really... You know, for me, the, it was the understanding the difference in the types of debt, and and that that going in debt wasn't necessarily that bad if you did the right kind of debt. And for me, it was the fact that as a preferred investor, you could do passive investing. I was done with the job; I didn't want a job, and uh, we've been purely passive investors, and have been very happy with the returns. And you may not, not remember this, Dale, but on the second day, Larry and I were fortunate enough to sit beside you at lunch, and you kindly listened to our personal circumstances and gave us advice as to how to proceed, and that's exactly what we did. Wow. You told yeah. us to go directly into um, multifamily, and you may have meant for us to be owner-operators or lead, but uh, like we said, we wanted to play, so we went the passive route. And you did. That's amazing. Uh, the the statement that you did five deals, then Larry retired, people have to understand what you did was they bought in as passive investors. So, yes. Larry, when you talk about debt, you don't even have any debt in your name, do you? I mean, you've got 58 uh, apartment complexes you've done, uh, and I don't think you've ever signed on any notes or anything, have you? No, we have not. We did do one KP deal where we signed as a KP, but that's been it. Oh, nasty, nasty. <laughs> well, we knew the person and we knew the deal, so we felt pretty comfortable with it. <laughs> We'd already been in the deal, and he had turned the apartments around and was making good profit off of it and wanted to refinance. 
and oh, couldn't, have, couldn't do the whole refinance by himself. But even oh, yeah. that, it, it was a non-recourse loan, so it didn't didn't really affect us that much. Um, guys, let's talk about when you first started. We're going to progress this conversation into the future, but let's start when you first started. How did you decide how much to put into each deal? And um, did you get overly aggressive in the beginning because you wanted to get retired quick? Um, how do you feel about the way you planned in the beginning? Okay. Uh, initially, we were aggressive in our investments. And I will say the first five deals, they all paid distributions on the first quarter of operations. And Larry thought that was normal. So. Yeah, it <laughs> a little bit because you know, when we got into you know more of the value plays, all of a sudden it's like, hey, where's our money? <laughs> Overall, we've we've cut back on our investments. We typically do more than the required amount, but uh, we don't really go overboard anymore. We uh, spread it out a little bit more. In general, well, we do uh, live on less than we have income, cash flow. And, of course, then when we have we we have more distributions than we need even to live on. But I would say that we live on our distributions, and we do get a small amount of Social Security. But any refinances or sales, that money definitely goes back into real estate. And then as the distributions money that we don't need to live on, we will, over time, reinvest that as well. We like to keep a minimum of liquid cash in reserve for any emergencies for ourselves or for some of our extended family. But other than that, the rest of it goes back into real estate. Gotcha. Now, I told you we're going to talk about this in two different segments because – In the reality of the world, if you've been listening to my radio show at all, I've been talking about the fact that prices went up and up and up ever since 2008. They never stopped going up. And they peaked last year, 2022. Uh, By 2023, the market was at an all-time high, and it was starting to get shaky. Inflation was high. They started raising interest rates, and the whole game changed at that point. Uh, have you had to change your theories to get through that movement? Now, we all know that are on this side of the game that it's about to blow up, and when it does, we're going to go out there and buy all kinds of stuff at great prices again. But what have you done to weather the, the let's call it the pandemic, post-pandemic, um, inflationary slash, you know, problematic Fed interest rate rise type you know, world. Have, I know you've had to thought about it. You've had to gone through it, and people want to know how. How are you getting through that? We are a little cash heavy right now, uh, simply because the deals that are coming along. You look at the interest rates compared to the value of the apartments, and as you've stated over and over. The one people that are selling still want a higher price, but with the interest rates that are being offered, it, it doesn't make sense on the bottom line. It's hard to make a profit, uh, especially with the insurance rates that have quadrupled in many places. And so we watch where we buy. 
So it looks like in this kind of a situation, what happens is, is that when market conditions change, you have to change your investment strategy. In this particular case, what we've both done, they've done it, I've done it, is that we start to scrutinize the deals more. And we are getting into fewer and fewer numbers of deals, whereas when times are good, you're doing something called dollar cost averaging. You're just buying the next thing that comes along, next thing that comes along, next thing that comes along. And you're just saying that, you know, this one's probably okay, this one would be great, this one would be not so great. And you add them all up, and the general portfolio that you hold is enough. Uh, it's a pretty good rate of return. When times get tough, you have to not do that. You have to really scrutinize. And during these times, I know myself, uh, I've uh, done it where I've bought during that time, this last two years, three years, I've purchased stuff, but it's been on a completely different approach. It's been very, very much scrutinizing what the numbers are before I jump into the deal. So I assume that's what you guys are doing also, huh? Absolutely. And we look closely at the lead. You know, we really bet the lead as well. And also uh, the geographic location, the e- economies. Uh, the demographics and that—that's such a those items. You know, I'll bring up another point for you guys that it's really not that hard to go to more cash and hold more cash than you used to when interest rates in savings accounts are almost five percent across the board. I mean, I'm getting between four and five percent of my savings, and that is almost in some cases, you know, as good as the cash flow coming out of some of these deals. So uh, it's or not more. that hard to go to cash, yes, or more. So we're gonna take a short break. We'll be right back with Larry and Lenora and the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. to creating the lifestyle you really want. Keep listening. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show returns in moments. For 30 years, I've taken the smartest people I could find and then held them up as examples for you guys to learn from. We're all only as strong as our best people. But the best part about this is that these best people are willing to give back. Ready to learn from the best? It starts with our free online workshop. Stop depending on your paycheck. Quit worrying about retirement. Register now at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. You're hearing the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Want more life-changing knowledge? Access our podcast and listen on demand at lifestylesunlimited.com under the radio tab. Now your host, Dell Wamsley. Welcome back to Dell Wamsley Radio Show. With me here today is uh, Larry and Lenora Glover out of uh, Katy, Texas. And uh, just a few little side notes for those of you that are tuning in right now. They uh, currently own around 41 different complexes, 7,168 units as passive investors, meaning that there are other leads doing the deal. They're just invested in the deals. They're spread out over Texas, Tennessee, Kentucky, Georgia, Iowa, Utah, Indiana. 
Smallest deals, 26 units. Largest deals, 800 units. And uh, their profits range, you know, anywhere from just getting started and nothing coming out of the deal all the way up to, I see, a 223 percenter. See if there's anything higher than that. It looks like that's about the highest percent of any one particular deal. Uh, this is actively 41 deals. Now they've done a total of 58 total. So there's a lot of activity here. Uh, Larry, uh, you, you got into the saying 2014, January 2015 by June. That's half, one and a half years. You do, you 16 retired? Months, 16 months. 16 months. And you got the, what we all love. I mean, Lifestyles is a weird place, but I don't know how many people we've had a party because they got laid off. It's just the greatest thing in the world to know you want to retire and to have replaced your income, to know that you did it and to not fear the layoff, but to rejoice the layoff. Did you party at your layoff time? I just couldn't believe it at first because I'd worked all my life and everything, you know, it was like you have to go to work type thing. And then when we had our fifth deal start paying off the month before I got laid off, and those first five deals gave us enough income to cover all of our expenses. And I realized I didn't have to go look for a job. And that was really good because that was at the beginning of a downturn in the oil industry, and jobs got really hard to find. And it really made me feel secure and happy. I have to ask you, the world wants to know, did you get any of that infamous money, that uh, that layoff money, you know, that severance package stuff? Did you get any of that drug stuff? No, I was a contractor. Oh, so I, okay. I contracted and that was it. It's like, leave today. <laughs> I just remember my partner, John Ridgway, if you remember uh, Johnny Lama. Uh, yeah. He got the call. They said, you know, John, we really hate to tell you this. You're vice president of the second largest uh, real estate management company in the country. But, you know, we just can't use you anymore. We're going to have to give you six months uh, severance and cut you free. And John <laughs> hangs up the phone and calls me. He's singing. He's jumping up and down. They gave me six months to quit or severance, and I was going to quit tomorrow. You know, it's just hilarious oh. stuff. So. That was a good day all the way around. So I've always had that one near to my dark, near and dear to my heart. Let's talk about, if we can, for a second, what would you tell people now? Because I know you do. You, you mentor people all the time, and you're on panels all the time to discuss this stuff, the super passive panels. Uh, what would you tell people? What would you want them to know? If, let's say we just met you and we went out to dinner with you and we were thinking about doing this. What would you tell a, a new couple thinking about this? Don't procrastinate. Go ahead and do something. You know, you can look at stuff and look at stuff and just never get around to doing anything. Go ahead and bite the bullet and just start trying it. It really does work. Now, I, I right now would say, you know, build your network. You know, now's a difficult time to buy property that's going to do really well because of the interest rates and other high costs. But build that network. And again, when a deal comes along that looks right, don't procrastinate. Even if you put in just the minimum, do it. That The first deal is the hardest. And once you start getting, we literally did get mailbox monies before they were doing um, direct deposits. And um, I remember Larry took a picture of the check and sent it to a friend who said that it, said it was <laughs> a scam. So. I, I got a friend that to this day tells me it's a, still a scam. No kidding, really. 
Yeah. Is he still working by chance? No, but he's heavily invested in the stock market, and he complains oh. every time it goes up and down, you know, and how much money he loses. Well, I guess, you know, the, the perception that you'd say the stock market's a scam, too, I guess neither one of them are scams. It's just whether you're good at it or not good at it is what it comes down to. Right. Um, let's talk about, um, if we could for just a second, when you look at the lead investor, because, well, we always ask people, first of all, do you, you know, is it more important to look at the horse or the jockey, meaning the horse being the deal and the jockey being the person going to run the deal? Um, which one's more important to you and how do you pick that jockey once you decide you're going to do a deal? Absolutely, it's the lead. And early on, since before everything was done over the internet, you know, we'd go to the meetings and we'd go on the road trips. And we would talk to the leads, and we'd a lot of times ride with the lead to go to the property and listen to them as they evaluated stuff and listen to how they did. And that helped us decide on the first people we invested in. And now, we're more, even more than national, uh, we know people in different locations, and say a deal comes up, say, in Utah, we know some people that we can call and say, hey, what, what do you know about this lead? They've got a deal coming up, and, you know, we haven't ever heard about them. So there's a lot of networking that goes on virtually, you know, via phone, by email, by, by text. So, um, and we get calls from other people as well. In fact, um, there was a woman, I think she's from New Jersey. She was a new preferred member and uh, she came to a Dallas case study. She came She came to Houston the following Friday to meet with uh, Madeline Prejean. And then she was going to have some extra hours before she had to fly home. And she asked one of the ambassadors in Dallas if they knew of anybody that would be willing to meet with her and just talk with her about getting started and moving forward and listen to her plans. And the woman, the ambassador thought about me and called me. I said, of course. And I I met with the woman from New Jersey for about three hours and just talked about our experiences and, you know, what to look for in leads and how to make those contacts. And, of course, it's a lot easier now with Podium. And... Um, so she, after she went home, she she went out to Podium and she, she emailed me. She said, "I sent a connect message to everybody on Podium." <laughs> so like, oh. I don't know if that's even possible. <laughs> so, so, just for everybody out there, Podium is a software program that we've created a secure connection between the passive investors and the lead investors, so they can have secure conversations and also do deals and paperwork and so forth securely back and forth, not have to send it through the internet. And uh, it allows for people that are signed up for it to be able to get to other, for passives to get to the leads. Now, the interesting thing out there, guys, is that, you know, if you go to one of the expos, you'll see we, we set up tables of 250 leads to, for networking events. Um, yes. But 250 is full. I mean, there's a waiting list to get on it. There's over 500 lead mm-hmm. investors. And, you know, Madeline always freaks me out when she says, I said, well, you know, what would you tell these people, Madeline? She goes, get to know more people. 
<laughs> that's, that's her answer to everything. Well, what would you do in this case? Get to know more people. And she's yes. like, you know, you should know minimum 100 people. Yes. And I'm sure you guys know minimum 100 people, right? Right. And even if it isn't a lead that you get to know, you get to know an active passive and they know more leads. Now, uh, what about legacy? I know you have at least one child. Uh, yes, my son. He happens to live in Oklahoma. He and his wife and and their, their daughter. I believe it was two years ago. Uh, Michael came to me and he said, "You know, I think we might be ready and able to start doing some investing." And uh, at the end of the year, it was at, toward the end of the year, and oftentimes you have these specials for uh, legacy signups, members and close friends. And he he and his wife joined at that time and they went through the two day virtually, uh, got really excited and we started reviewing deals with them as they came through. And um, they did not get into anything at that time. And it's just about that time, as you know, two years ago, um, the deals coming through did not look all that good, and they decided to stay members, but they pulled back, and they have done some uh, rental um, investing in their hometown, their small hometown. Single Single family? Are you talking about single family? Yes, yes. Yeah. So so they're getting their feet wet, and um, as you said, there's going to be, I like a a uh, quote, I think you quoted it from somebody else, when there's blood in the street, it's time to invest, even if some of that blood is your own. <laughs> so it's, um, I think, you know, we're going to see blood in the streets, as you've said. It's already started, and certainly next year. So yeah, we are seeing it. There's no doubt. In fact, I've, every single day, somebody new calls me and says they see it. It what is interesting because I've been yelling it for a year now and um, yelling it a little louder. I've been turning the volume up a little bit each and every month as it went along. Finally, people are starting to agree. In fact, they can't not agree because it's happening. But what's interesting to me is that it's happening. They're they're coming to me going, well, it's happening before we even thought it would happen, which I don't know why they think that it was going to take forever to happen, other than the fact that some of these deals just have to time out. There's people out there that put these, bought these properties at too high a price, and they put these adjustable rate mortgages on them, and those rate adjustable rate mortgages are going to take, they're like ticking time bombs. As those rates go up, uh, as they come due and they have to be refinanced, and they can't because the price was too high, and you know the rate was too low to try to refinance it back into a higher rate, these ticking time bombs are going to blow up, and you know we're going to be right there. And you hate to say it. You know what I'd like to see? I, I joke about this all the time. I don't know if you guys are old, old enough to remember back. They came up with a thing called a neutron bomb. And yes. what a neutron bomb did was it, it would go in and kill all the kill all the people and leave all the buildings standing. Right. I, I kind of look at this like a neutron bomb. It's going to wipe out a lot of people's investments, but the buildings aren't going anywhere. They're still going to be standing there. there. Right. And, and we're going to pick them off and clean them up and make them pretty again and make it makes sense to operate them at a price and terms that make sense. Because as the price got higher and higher and higher, what they also did was squeeze the rents higher and higher and higher to where the American people can't even afford housing anymore. You know, they, they won't admit the true inflation because they won't put housing and gasoline in the, in the inflation rate. 
So everybody knows they're lying when they say it's four and a half percent. There's no way. I mean, everything you go to the store a year ago, you know, sausage didn't cost four and a half cents le- or four and a half percent less. It cost 10, 20 percent less. It happens for eggs and water and gas and everything that they say they're tracking because they track it on a running basis. In other words, well, it's only up one tenth of one percent from last month. Well, that doesn't mean anything. What was it a year ago, two years ago? You know, and they're not tracking backwards like that. So the bottom line is it's happening. It's going to happen all the way around. And uh, those of us that are smart enough to see it, uh, I don't like that word. Not smart enough. We're prepared. <laughs> what is luck? Luck is when opportunity meets preparation. Right. And we've got to be prepared and ready to go. And that that's not just financially prepared. In other words, you've got your liquid funds you've been holding on to, but you also have to be psychologically prepared, like you said, to, to go out there and walk through the blood in the street to get to the other side of the street and pick up the deal. That's going to have to happen. So it's out there. Guys, uh, every time I speak to you, I'm excited about life even more. I thank you for coming on, and I appreciate you whenever you come out and speak to everybody. The rest of you out there, remember this, that Larry, yeah, and Lenore, it's not the money. It's the lifestyle. Hand of a wonderful day. We'll see you tomorrow. Listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Want more of Dell's unconventional wisdom? Go to lifestylesunlimited.com and click the radio tab. Listen to past shows, hear podcasts on demand, and find out how you can change your life today. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show is part of the Lifestyles Unlimited Radio Network. The information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.